Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 607. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Either way, they're free, including the postseason handling. I have a strong message for you today. I've got letters and I've got music. But right now, let's go to the throne of the Lord, which is right inside of us. You know, if uh, the Lord is in you, in your heart, in your spirit, well, then he's in you, and that's where the throne of God is, so far as you're concerned. So let's, uh, you know, meditate on that and think. Father, uh, I know that uh, you couldn't get any closer than you are because you're right in us. You can't get closer than that. We're married to you, and... You are, our, you are our husband, man. You're our God. You're our Messiah. You're the bright and morning star. Lord, uh, make everything bright to us today. Uh, let everybody know uh, the true doctrine. Let everybody know what they must do in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. There is, we do have to do uh, things, otherwise uh, we will be judged adversely on judgment day for not doing the work you said you're going to judge us for our work that we allow you to do in and through us lord rebuke satan open up doors send in more finances uh, great grand amounts of uh, finances and open more and more doors for us and close every door to Satan. In Jesus' name I pray that souls be saved and, Lord, that the church uh, becomes zealous and full of your true doctrine, righteousness, in Jesus' name. And everyone says amen. Amen. All right, uh, here I am to, uh, you know, there's a man in the Bible that says, please God, because he said he walked with him. The Bible says he walked with God. His name is Enoch. And he's here on earth right now. And this is the last days. And so let's everybody do that. Let's everybody walk with God so we can please God. And if you know the doctrine of the Lord, you know that if you please God, you get to go to heaven. If you don't, you're not going. There's all kinds of false uh, teachers and preachers today. But I'll walk with God. I'm near to him. 
Yes, let's all walk with God because uh, really there isn't anything in this world that amounts to anything. Uh, when we stand before God on Judgment Day, you're not going to want to know any of the things that are happening here on this earth. I remember when I saw the vision of Jesus that I thought he was coming, uh, that I was going to get to go with him. I, there was an oval mirror that appeared from a vapor. Uh, that was a stick of vapor in my bedroom. It was so dark at that bedroom. And uh, Jesus, there's this uh, mirror that had a gold frame around it. It's about three feet tall and very bright. And Jesus was sitting right in the mirror. And I said, Lord, I thought I was so happy. I thought if I ever saw the Lord in person that I would be frightened. But I knew he liked me. And But he was warning me, you know, because uh, he loved me. And he was saying, telling me, really, that I wasn't, uh, in so many words, but with no words, really. It was like a radio turning off and on. I couldn't understand what he was uh, saying because it was just uh, radio, like you're turning it off and on real fast. You just can't catch all the, any of the words, really. And so I realized uh, I'm not listening to him. Uh, I'm not reading the Bible enough. I was uh, witnessing on the street distributing li other people's literature that they had written. When I was, at this time, I'm just a young uh, babe in the Lord. And he, um, I was building houses and buying properties for the brothers and sisters to live in. And I thought that was the work of the Lord. That's part of it. But that's, the, that's not really it at all. So the Bible tells us in John chapter 7 that uh, if we do the will of the Lord, 
that we're going to know that the God doctrine is of the Lord. But uh, if you don't do the doctrine, I'll explain that later. So uh, I'm just glad and happy to know the Word of God and to know that this is what we have to shape up to in order to be able to get into the kingdom of heaven. And you have to start someplace. And the sooner you get started with the Lord, the better it's going to be because we're in the last days. And really, you should be devouring the Word of God, studying it, meditating on it all the time. There's so many people that think they just have a twisted version of what being a Christian is. Like, for instance, we're a mission uh, church, mission church. And in a mission, people come in, and uh, some of them come in, and they want to use the church. They just want to, I'm going to stay here in secretly, they're saying in their minds, and they don't know that we know it, but I know the doctrine of the Lord, and I see that this is what it is. Secretly, uh, you know, I'm going to stay here until I get a good job, and then I'm going to leave. There's no intention whatsoever to serve the Lord. They just want to uh, use the church or the mission as a crash pad. We get people like that, and then we get very sincere people. By the, you know, I'm told millions of people all over the world uh, are receiving the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you look at the true doctrine of the Lord, uh, the Lord doesn't chase after people like that. He doesn't run after them. When I was a babe in the Lord, oh, if somebody was going to leave the church, boy, I'd, oh, you know, you know, if you don't do the, and I'd argue, I'd argue with them and say, you know, that's the wrong thing to do. Yeah, there's nothing for you out in the world and everything. But the Lord never did that. The Lord never did that. We were talking. You can read the Bible and see that He never chased after people. As a matter of fact, there was a guy that. Uh, says, I want to follow you, just like they say to me all the time. You know, they want to follow the Lord. And uh, say, okay, come on in. And Jesus said the same thing. Okay, sell all that you have and give to the poor. Give to the church. Give to us so that we can distribute it to people that have need. Of course, the Lord is able to manufacture food just very fast. Five loaves and two fishes. And he fed 5,000 men plus a bunch of women and children. And uh, so he said, the man, uh, it said that he had so much riches that it made him very sad because he knew he didn't want the kingdom of heaven that bad to sell what he had and give to the poor. And so he looked sad, but it doesn't say the Lord did. The Lord isn't sad over phonies that uh, say they want to go to heaven, but they don't do the works. If you do the works of the Lord, then you'll know that the doctrine of the Lord is true. Because uh, you'll just know it. Because when you do what the Lord says, the things that the Lord says that he will do for you, he does. But there's so few people that trust the way the Lord, uh, uh, his word. They don't trust his word. Uh, in uh, all throughout the Bible, it tells us of this uh, doctrine. Jesus never ran after anybody. As a matter of fact, he healed everybody. A bunch of lepers and only one turned around and thanked him for it.
So, you know, you're not conning God. I want you to know that. Uh, the Lord uh, chooses you. Uh, we have not chosen him. Uh, he has chosen us. Uh, he said, have not I chosen you? You didn't chose me. I could, you know, you're sitting at the uh, customs here, like the IRS, and Matthew was, and he um, said, come and follow me. I, I'm, I'm choosing you. And so he left the IRS, so to speak, back then, and followed the Lord Jesus Christ. When I was in a court case with the IRS, there was one of these uh, IRS men that was up there and, and said, even, the, the prosecuting attorney said, even uh, Matthew was an IRS man. Well, he was, yeah, but then he left the IRS to follow the Lord. He never stayed an IRS man. The Lord says, come on, don't be an IRS anymore. Don't be stealing people's properties and uh, uh, stealing their monies and thinking that you're of the Lord. The prosecutor asked um, the IRS man, do you believe that the IRS is of the Lord? He thought for a second and says, yes, I do. Let me tell you, IRS man, you know you're not. You're just another branch of the Vatican. You collect all the money and uh, you use it uh, to destroy uh, the world, to make the world a wilderness. But anyway, so he said to the twelve, he said, I have chosen you. Have I not chosen you twelve? And do I not know? that one of you is a devil. Uh, you can tell if you're uh, keeping the commandments of the Lord if people are devils or if they're, you know, for real, if they're the, the, uh, of the Lord. So, uh, oh, verse 70, Jesus answered them. That's where he says that. Have I not chosen you? That's uh, chapter 6 of John, verse 70, 71. He spake of Judas, the devil, he knew that he had with him Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. You know, there was the, I got a call just a few minutes ago, and somebody says, oh, who's a, somebody or something is, uh, wants to leave the church because he got a job offer in New York City. And I said, well, yeah, I knew that the guy was uh, just using the church as a crash pad. Uh, so he could, uh, he said, oh, I love Jesus. Yeah, I love him. I want to serve him for the rest of my life. Uh, that doesn't make me sad. The man wants to go to hell. And so he chose to do it. The Bible says if you, anyone that puts their hand to the plow and, uh, in other words, they start the work of the Lord and then they turn back into the world is not worthy of the kingdom of heaven. Amen? Amen? So this man, he's been there three months now, and now he got a job offer in New York City, so he wants to go to uh, New York from Los Angeles, but, you know, he has to pay his own fare. It doesn't hurt me. It doesn't because it's just one less mouth to feed and one less person to buy clothes, food, clothing, uh, transportation, doctor bills, whatever. Of course, people get healed, but if they're just phonies like that, 
and they're just using the church as a crash pad. They're here for the food, because we do have good food. Uh, they go, We're, I'm not trying to get a bunch of numbers of people. I'm not trying to hold on to people. If everybody leaves, like they left the Apostle Paul, I still, I mean, they love the present world more than they do the world to come. I'll let them go, but I'm not uh, going to let anybody throw my soul to go to hell. I'm not. I'm going to, and I'm not going to chase after anybody. And a lot of times they'll leave the church, and then they've been out there for a few years, and they realize that we're living uh, here at this church a, a Spartan lifestyle. And so they... Uh, they find out, wow, we've been living better than this out in the world. Uh, well, we had a comfortable bed, and we did have to work and all this, but they weigh it out in their mind. It isn't that they're interested in serving the Lord at all. They want to live in their nice soft beds. Yeah, we do have uh, some nice soft beds here and all that, but it's just that they can't do what they want to do because we're bridled by the Spirit of the Lord. Uh, we have to be, uh, we discipline ourselves to be disciplined by the Holy Spirit if we want to enter the kingdom of God. Are you disciplining yourself to be disciplined by the Holy Spirit? You see a lot of Catholics, uh, pe people that want to become Catholics, they're not uh, going to heaven unless they repent. But they go in, they whip themselves, they deprive themselves of food, they live, uh, they beat their backs with... Uh, uh, cat of dying tails, uh, whips, they crawl on their knees, they do all these things, they want to, they know what sinners they are, and so they want to manifest this false love for the Lord by beating themselves. The Lord never requires that at all, that's all fakery. And to make themselves, and to wear uh, the nuns, wear these black outfits with a hood on, to shave their heads and all this sort of garbage this is not of the lord senor and senora it is not of the lord nay so um but uh so he i says oh send him away the rich man i he felt so sad and, and he went away sad it doesn't say jesus was sad does it no, no. and uh, uh these uh so many places uh, in the last chapter that you, we just read uh, of uh, John chapter 6. Uh, these many, uh, the, it says, uh, walked with Jesus no more. That is uh, chapter 6, verse 66, 666. Well, Jesus didn't run after those people. He said, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood, or you know why he's going to enter the kingdom of God. And so that was a hard saying. But we can't let God tell us to do anything. And so they walked with him no more. But the scriptures never tell us that Jesus said, oh, please don't. Here's the true meaning of what I'm saying. He wants you to pick up on what he's saying in the spirit. And he didn't chase after them whatsoever. And then on top of that, he encouraged other people to leave too. He said to his, to, um, uh, his people, he said unto them, Will ye also go away? Are you going to say bye-bye to me? 
And if uh, I'm sure if Peter would have said, yes, uh, Lord, I'm going to go too, because I just don't understand how I have to eat your flesh and drink your blood, or otherwise I can't get into the kingdom of heaven. How can I eat your flesh and blood? But instead, then Simon Peter answered him, the Lord, to whom shall we go? I mean, if we have to lay on the floor, if we have to go without food, if we can't eat this kind of food that we want, if we have to, uh, heck, if we can't wear the nice clothes that we used to wear, if we can't have the best automobile, if we can't, uh, if we must go without an automobile altogether, where shall we go? You, Jesus, has the words of eternal life, and nobody else on earth has it. You are the one that said that we must follow you, or we in no wise, and we must eat your flesh, read your word, uh, walk in the spirit, and not care about what we're going to eat, and not care about what we're going to wear, uh, because uh, I will provide food for you just as I do the sparrows. I feed the sparrows and all the birds and animals in the wilderness every day. They have something to eat. And also, uh, Solomon was never arrayed like the lilies. Uh, so, you know, but uh, if you want to go, go. You think I'll run after you? Uh-uh. I'm not going to run after you. If you're waiting for me to convict you, uh-uh, you're supposed to, I'm not going to uh, keep convicting you. If you're lying all the time, if you're a phony, uh, I'm not convicting you because you, your conscience is uh, seared with a hot iron. There is no conscience in you whatsoever. So don't be waiting for me to convict you of uh, your evil thoughts. Uh, there's every place in the Bible it says, states that uh, God never went running after them. But he tells people, he orders them, he says, Go ye up unto this feast. He says, You're telling me to do that. I go... Uh, he says, uh, I go not. His brethren were telling him to go up. He says, I don't go up there. But anyway, we have some letters here. I'm going to go into this further in just a few minutes. So, Sharon, where's the first letter from? From Malawi, Africa. All right. Uh, what do they have to say? Dear Christian friends, greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior. Although this letter is a request, I have written also to thank God for the kindness and mercy he shows always to sinners who have repentant hearts, those who acknowledge their sins. My parents were people who were well-to-do. They died in the country of Mozambique during the Civil War. I inherited all their properties, a thing which I thought could satisfy me, but did not. In the end, because of the friends whom I associated with, I was imprisoned. When I started serving my sentence, I was very depressed. I lost all hope. Life to me was meaningless. I tried to commit suicide, but was unsuccessful. Then one day, as I lay in my prison cell, someone put your newsletter entitled Dry Bones inside. 
as I read the paper in detail, God began to speak and work in my life, assuring me that though I was sinful, God could transform and forgive me. Within a few days, I opened my heart to God and prayed for forgiveness for my life and a new heart. That was the turning point in my life. Joy and peace now filled my heart, and everybody, including my wife and children, saw the change in my heart. My wife also accepted Christ and led our children to do the same. So you can see that your newsletter has been a wonderful help to me and my family. I know that this will encourage you to go on with the good work you are doing. My life is complete and different with Jesus as my personal Savior. I want to continue to live this life with Jesus as my King. Thank you very much for your strong impact study, which has helped me to become alive, though I was a dry bone, sinful. Lastly, Christian friends, I wish to ask you to help me with Holy Bibles, tracts, and newsletters, please. God richly bless you. In the service of the Master, Nelson Kamoa from Mikalongwi, Malawi, Africa. Okay, do you have another letter? That was beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, that just uh, does encourage me to continue on in the Lord. I'm, uh, whether, you know, I don't need that kind of encouragement. I have the fear of the Lord. The Lord struck fear in me in an office one day in Beverly Hills, and uh, I've never forgotten it. That was over. That uh, was back in 63. So it's around 44 years ago, and uh, there's no one that can tell me uh, anything uh, about God. Or that, uh, or put any negative thoughts in me about God, or put any negative thoughts in me to stop serving God, because I know that there's nothing in this world that's going to burn up, and I don't want anything to do with it. And, you know, I was uh, thought I was a big shot, and but uh, the things that uh, I was doing uh, was uh, is nothing but uh, dung to me, uh, just as the Apostle Paul said, that I may obtain the kingdom of heaven. Some people don't even understand what the kingdom of heaven is all about, but it's the greatest paradise. Uh, there's, no play, there's no words to explain it, because no eye, no ear, no uh, any tongue has, uh, cannot explain or see or have ever seen anything like it before. And um, I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose it. And no one can explain how horrible the, the uh, pain and torment is in hell and in the lake of fire. There's some people, it's a religion, a Jehovah's Witness, they go around knocking on doors and they love to argue with people. This isn't the gospel. The Bible says if they don't receive what we say, just turn and shake the dust of our sandals or our shoes or whatever, off at people that don't want to receive the words of the Lord. Uh, and I'm not about ready to go knocking on doors. I go out in the streets, and our people go out in the streets, and hand to hand, we hand the tracks to them, or we'll put it on their car, or we put it on their doorstep, but we're not going to bother you. Uh, you know, pick the tracks up, this literature up, because uh, within it uh, is the... Um, way that uh, you are the instruction of how you can be saved and get into heaven. Just as this person uh, just told you how they were despondent, ready to commit suicide, and then they read one of the pieces of literature, and the Lord 
pushed his way into their heart. Now, they could go and say, all right, I want it. I've got a job offer. Like, that's more important than going to heaven and staying out of hell. You know, people are sick these days. They're on drugs. They're on booze. They want to uh, make their own money to go out there and buy drugs and to buy uh, booze and to uh, continue watching pornography. They're not about ready to deny themselves. If any man will follow me, Jesus says, let him deny himself this booze, the pornography, the uh, narcotics and drugs, and uh, the nightlife. Uh, let them uh, deny themselves and take up the micro, their cross and follow me as I took up the cross, as I was nailed to the cross. And uh, deny yourself and be crucified from the things of this world because all that's in this world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Okay, Sharon, we have another letter. Where is it from? Seville, Spain. Seville. You could call it Sevilla or Seville. When I was in Venice, uh, I saw that they called it Venezia, and I thought, man, no, I don't want, I want it to be Venice so that I can um, be in Venice. But it was Venezia or Venice, whatever you prefer. Rome is Rome or Roma, whatever you prefer. It's still Rome. It's still Israel is Israel. Uh, Venice is Venezia also. And Seville is Sevilla or Seville. Okay, read what they're saying in Spain. Dearly beloved, greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I received Tony Alamo Christian Ministries worldwide tracts and newsletters, and most especially the Messiah book, with gladness in my heart. My prayer is that God Almighty will grant the Tony Alamo Christian Ministries worldwide an ultimate breakthrough to break new ground throughout the various nations of the world so that God will pour out His Spirit upon all people and save them as they call on the name of Jesus Christ. But if they won't be saved, don't go running after them. Just pass out your tracks, go witnessing and testifying and telling people if they really are like this man that's uh, found my piece of literature on his pillow and they get saved, that's wonderful. But if they don't, I'm, you're not going to see me weeping about it or Jesus either. Because Jesus doesn't weep over uh, trash. Jesus doesn't weep over, uh, you know, there's uh, over weeds. Uh, Jesus doesn't weep over goats. His sheep are what he uh, helps, okay? And the tares, uh, he doesn't uh, weep if a person becomes a tear or a weed. All right, go ahead. Tony Alamo, my covenant-keeping God, will continue to give you oil in your lamp so that you may keep burning and increase the intensity of the fire on your altar. Oil in the lamp. The Bible explains that, that that happens to be the Holy Spirit in you. Because God, if you're saved, he lives in you. But if you're just uh, trying to deceive God and use the church, or to use God, <laughs> the true doctrine of the Lord tells you that He, you can't deceive God. He knows what your intentions are. He does every thought in your head. He knows everything that you're going to do. And so you cannot deceive him. Some people say, well, am I chaff? Chaff is to be burned. You know, there's the wheat and then there's the chaff. When we harvest uh, wheat fields, we keep the wheat 
but we burn the chaff. Uh, if a person doesn't serve the Lord, the Lord says they're chaff, they're trash, they're low-life scum. The Lord gave them life, but they don't want life eternal. They want what they see. All they know is what they can see. They don't have any faith to believe in the unseen world, the world that is to come. Okay, continue on. This fire in you will not go out until you accomplish your assignment here on earth in Jesus' name. That's right. Please send me copies of the Bible, the Messiah book, and the other assorted literature listed below. Our evangelism group is made up of eight. I will be very grateful if this request is made possible. Since we got your literature and tracts, we have refused to be casual in our prayers. That's right. We cannot be casual. We have to be zealous full of zeal, or the Lord puts a spits casual people out of his mouth. He said uh, in the book of Revelation, be zealous or I'll spit you out of my mouth. Uh, be not casual or I'll spit you out of my mouth. Be zealous. Because uh, we have to be more zealous than the Antichrist worldly regime. They can be casual, but they're not. They're zealous to uh, want to kill Christians just like these people wanted to murder Jesus in chapter 7 of the book of Luke. Now go ahead. We are encouraged in our distribution. Thanks and God bless. Yours faithfully, Michael Paul from Seville, Spain. Okay, now, praise the Lord. You can tell when people really are of the Lord. They're not in it for the food, because a lot of people have always had food. This man uh, that received my testimony literature on his pillow in prison, he was wealthy. Uh, he inherited what his mother and dad left him, but it didn't satisfy his soul. Um but there's people that are lived in the ghettos, and they never had food, and so they uh, they want to live because the food is good at the church, and they want to stay there because they get um, they're better off than they were in the world, and many people realize that they can't really make it out in the world, uh, just like many people that are in prison, they they get out and then they throw a brick through a jewelry store window. And they want to go back to prison because that's the only kind of life they know. And so, but if they could get in a church and sandwich themselves in there, but we can tell a zealot, somebody that is not casual, that is uh, casual, uh, we can tell a zealot from a casual person, a person without zeal. And they like to just uh, kick back. And they think they're deceiving people, but every man's work is known of people. Amen? Amen. I can tell when people are not of the Lord. I could tell it when I was out in the world before I was saved. Uh, I didn't see any people really zealous for the Lord. I saw them doing the same things that I did. As a matter of fact, I, we'd go out on the weekends and we'd... Uh, you guys are all Catholics, right? Oh, yes, yeah, sure. Come on, let's go... Uh, Get some women. Let's go uh, have some booze. Let's go eat, have some good food and everything. Come on, let's go out on Friday and Saturday night. This is our days off. 
we're going to celebrate that we're not working these two days and Sunday. Okay, so I noticed that they were not what I would think Christians were. They were the same as me, and I certainly was no Christian. Okay, so now let's go to uh, John chapter 7. Because Joshua, all this dovetails. These people with Joshua, all of Israel were very zealous and they started taking over all these different lands, uh, the land of Canaan and different <coughs> sections of it. And so we have to be zealous too. Now after verse 1 in chapter 7 says, after these things, Jesus walked in Galilee for he would not walk in Jewry where the Jews were, because the Jews sought to kill him. Now, it's just like uh, uh, Mr. Peeler. He uh, was with the FBI, and he said that Clinton hired, wanted to hire him to kill me, to murder me. To, he wanted him to do that. So uh, I know that I'm doing the right thing. Otherwise... Uh, the presidents and kings and the Pope and all these people that work for the Pope, they wouldn't want to kill me if I was like the rest of the world. But they wanted to kill Jesus because they realized somehow that he was really good because of the things that he was doing. Verse 2, now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. Verse 3, his brothers, now Jesus had half-brothers and half-sisters. They, they had a father, Joseph. They were not begotten by the Holy Spirit like Jesus was. So they, were, they had the same mother as Jesus had, but they were wicked. His brother therefore said unto him, Hey, depart hence and go into Judea, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. The disciples already knew the works that he did. Go on and show off, Jesus. Jesus is not a show off. He's God. Verse 4, For there is no man that does anything in secret, that's right. I can see people that are serving the Lord uh, with zeal and people that are casual. They don't have zeal. They're just soaking in the benefits from the Lord and the, the blessings of the Lord from the people that are really doing something for God in the church. So there's no man that does anything in secret. And he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. In other words, here they are trying to direct God. In other words, these half-breeds are going to tell Jesus what to do. They're jealous of him. For neither did his brethren believe in him. Then Jesus said unto them, My time is not yet come. In other words, I have a certain time that I have to uh, go out uh, to be uh, back in heaven where I came from. 
but your time for going to hell is always ready because I'm God I can pull the breath right out of you just like I can cast the devils out of you I can pull the breath right out of you I can cast those devils out of you and your life as well so you're you better shut up because your time is always ready. I could do what I want with you I'm God verse 7 the world cannot hate you you uh, chaff well some of them uh, like James was one of them that got converted so he was alright but he got converted because the Lord was preached at them and down to him talked down to him because he wanted them to know that he's God not them the world cannot hate you but me it hates because I'm godly I am God, because I testify of it how wicked it is, that the works thereof are evil. The works in the world are evil, and people want to be in the world. Now, verse 8, go ye up unto this feast. I go not up yet unto this feast. For my time is not yet full. It is not yet full come. Now let's share and start reading from verse 9. When he had said these words unto them, he abode still in Galilee. Verse 10. So he said, he wasn't catering to them. Oh, uh, brethren, you know, I'm, uh, uh, I, I would go. I'd like you suggest, I appreciate your suggestion. No, he, he rebuked them. Okay, then what? But when his brethren were gone up, then went he also up unto the feast, not openly, but as it were in secret. Verse 11. Then the Jews sought him at the feast and said, Where is he? Verse 12. Why were the Jews seeking him? It plainly said, because they wanted to kill him. Then what? And there was much murmuring among the people concerning him. For some said, He is a good man. Others said, Nay, but he deceiveth the people. That's the same thing what people are saying about me. They say, man, he's a good man. You can hear all these letters coming from all over the world. He's a, you saved my soul. You led me to the Lord. And then the others say, no, he's evil. He's a cult. So it's the same devils in the world today as it was then. See, Satan never changes his way. And God never changes his way. It's the same. The Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Satan is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's a murderer. He's a thief. And he's a liar. Anybody that is liar is of the devil. Anyone that is a thief is of the devil. Everyone that tries to destroy the work of God is a devil. Okay, go ahead. Do 12 again. And there was much murmuring among the people concerning him. Why? That's what's going on today right here. Boy, you're controversial, but we don't know if you're right or wrong. Are you uh, like a polygamist? Are you, uh, you know, torturing people? No. Did Jesus torture people? No, he didn't. Did he, uh, was he a polygamist? Well, yeah, the body of Christ is made up of like uh, hundreds of millions of people. So they're married. All of them are married to him. So spiritually, he is. Amen? Amen. Okay, then what? 
For some said, he is a good man. Others said, nay, but he deceiveth the people. Yeah, well, it's just uh, all, uh, you know, whatever you think. Whatever you think. Now, it's people raising people. He's raising people from the dead, casting devils out of the people. And some of them think, nay, he's bad. It just goes to show that people, a lot of people, as a matter of fact, most of them are the scum of the earth. Their filth, their lice. Because if you can't see that Jesus did good works, and if you can't see that we are, well, then there's you're uh, retarded, you're sick in your head, you're a devil, you're possessed with the devil. Then what? Verse 13, Howbeit no man spake openly of him for fear of the Jews. Yeah, in other words, they're so fearful and unbelieving. They, they're gonna, they all wind up in the lake of fire that are fearful of the Antichrist. Then what? Verse 14. Now about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. Verse 15. And the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man letters, having never learned? Because he's God, and there's never been anybody that came down with the true word of God but Jesus. He's the word of God, and he became flesh and dwelt among us. He's God with us, Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. Then what? Verse 16, Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. Right, so is this the doctrine of God. He sent me down, I'm the word of God, to come and teach you people here what the word of God, uh, what uh, the instructions from God. Because before this, God was abstract. Nobody knew uh, what to do or what to think or anything. Now he came down to earth here. Then what? Verse 17, If any man will do his will... He shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. Yes, because if any man will do the will of God. So I'll just take one thing. If you tithe, and you tithe with your heart and without murmuring about it, God is going to send you a hundredfold back. If you do that, if you do this what the Lord commands for you to do, you're going to know of the doctrine. You're going to know that the doctrine is true whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. In other words, preach the word. Be zealous. Don't be casual. Because if you do that, you're going to find out that souls are going to be saved and you're going to be a big church eventuate from what you're doing. So if any man, it doesn't make any difference who you are, if you will do uh, God's will, you're going to know of the doctrine, whether it uh, be of God, whether it's true, or whether it's false, or whether I'm making all these words up. Now, people, if you do what the Lord says, you'll be healed. But if you don't do what the Lord says, uh, if any man will do God's will, if you don't do his will, you're never going to be healed. So you're not going to know whether the doctrine of that Jesus is preaching is true or false. You're not going to know it. And so if you do, you're going to know whether uh, the things that I'm teaching about God is of God or whether I'm speaking of uh, about uh, my own doctrine, myself. He that speaketh of himself seeks his own glory. I'm not seeking my own glory, and either am I, folks. I'm telling you, if you do what the Lord says, he will heal you and your loved ones. He will save you and your loved ones. 
You'll be, uh, you'll have no need of anything in this whole world. You go some, go through some testing periods because his word says so. He that speaketh of himself seeks his own glory. But uh, Jesus and I am speaking of God and I'm speaking of Jesus because they have glory. They are glorious. But he that seeketh his glory that sent him. I'm the one that is seeking the glory of the Almighty God that sent me. The same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him if they're preaching God and exalting him. Okay, continue on, Sharon. Verse 19. Did not Moses give you the law, and yet none of you keepeth the law? Yeah, so you say that you're of Moses. No, you're not. You don't keep the law. No one can unless Christ with his Father by the Spirit is in you. Why go you about to kill me? Why are you trying to kill me when I'm telling you about God? You people are bastards. Fatherless people. You don't have God. Then what? Verse 20. The people answered and said, Thou hast a devil. Who goeth about to kill thee? Well, they were. He doesn't lie. Jesus doesn't lie. He's the truth. Then what? Verse 21, Jesus answered and said unto them, I have done one work, and ye all marvel. Verse 22, Moses therefore gave unto you circumcision, not because it is of Moses, but of the fathers. And ye on the Sabbath day circumcise a man. Verse 23, If a man on the Sabbath day receives circumcision, that the law of Moses should not be broken, are ye angry at me because I have made a man every whit whole on the Sabbath day? Yeah, I heal him of every sickness, disease, infirmities. If that ain't God, then who is it? Then what? Verse 24. Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Verse 25. Then said some of them of Jerusalem, Is not this he whom they seek to kill? Verse 26. But lo, he speaketh boldly. Now all these people are telling the truth here. Isn't this the one that uh, they're trying to kill? But they lied and said, we're not going to try to kill you. Yes, they were. Okay, then what? But lo, he speaketh boldly, and they say nothing unto him. Do the rulers know indeed that this is the very Christ? This Verse is the Messiah. This is the Savior of the world. Okay, keep going. Verse 27, Howbeit we know this man whence he is, but when Christ cometh, no man knoweth whence he is. Verse 28, then cried Jesus in the temple as he taught, saying, Ye both know me, and ye know whence I am. And I am not come of myself, but he that sent me is true, whom ye know not. Verse 29, But I know him, for I am from him, and he hath sent me. Okay, now the Lord said that he has sent us too, those of us that are preaching the same word that he preached. And so people say we're a cult, we're devils. No, they're the devils, and they're the same false accusers, the same kind as uh, Jesus had uh, himself. Then what? Verse 30. Then they sought to take him, but no man laid hands on him, because his hour was not yet come. Oh, the Lord wouldn't let him, because his hour isn't ready. Okay, and then what? Verse 31. And many of the people believed on him, and said, When Christ cometh, will he do more miracles than these which this man hath done? Yeah, you know, nobody else in the world before or after has done more miracles than Jesus. And if anyone is doing miracles, it's because Jesus is in them. Okay, then what? 
Verse 32, The Pharisees heard that the people murmured such things concerning him, and the Pharisees and the chief priests sent officers to take him. Verse 33, Then said Jesus unto them, Yet a little while am I with you, and then I go unto him that sent me. Verse 34, Ye shall seek me, and shall not find me. And where I am, thither ye cannot come. Okay, so praise the Lord, my time is up. Uh, whether the Lord goes, you cannot come. He's going to heaven, but you weasels are not going to heaven. You're going into the most despicable, horrible, painful place in the universe. Hell and the lake of fire. So well, let's take this up uh, again uh, later on, uh, or tomorrow. And we'll uh, just continue on here. Right now, if you would like to go to heaven, because you're hearing the words of God and you believe them, you can't fake it with the Lord. He knows whether you believe or not. Uh, then say this uh, prayer to him. And when you do, the Spirit of the Lord, if you're sincere, will enter into your body and you'll be saved. Say it now. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. He proved it. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all of my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. Um, I want you, Father, I want you, Jesus, Father, and the Holy Spirit to enter me. And wash every evil thing away, every negative thing in the universe away from me and give me zeal. Let me never be casual. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says, you said that all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me. I know that you have answered me and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now just raise your hands and praise the Lord and study the old King James Version, not the new one, of the Bible so that you can stay saved. Now here's Sharon to tell you how you can receive a copy of this uh, CD or audio tape, number 607. Uh, Sharon, tell them. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right. Now uh, that the Lord is in you, he will stand by you. You're going to experience things that you never realized could ever possibly happen because now you're born again of the Spirit. And uh, so you pray this prayer to the Lord in you whenever any distress comes, and it will happen. This is myself uh, to sing for you, Stand By Me. When the storms of life are raging Stand by me Stand by me When the storms 
life are raging. Stand by me. When the world is tossing me like a ship out on the sea, now who relaxes wind and water? Stand by me. When I'm growing old and feeble, stand by me. When I'm growing old and feeble, stand by me. And my friends misunderstand. Now who never lost a battle? Stand by me. Now who never lost. Stand by me. Stand by me.